Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Baseball Insiders on this beautiful Thursday. I'm Adam Weiner, alongside fanside, it's MLB insider Robert Murray. Get on in here, everybody. We are talking about the deadline. The selling has begun. Plenty of trades from yesterday to recap. Didn't know if we'd be getting a chance to do that on Thursday. With so much more clarifying to do in this market, I didn't know if we'd have actual business to attend to this early but we've got some and more to keep an eye out for and here to talk us through everything in his notebook as well as your questions is robert murray robert how you doing man i am wonderful i am on very little sleep uh trade deadlines had me busy a lot of phone calls even we also had a dust storm last night in arizona which led to some pretty gnarly lightning so that kept me up but um let me tell you we got a lot to unpack today a lot a ton i got the glasses on from the jump because i know this is such a crucial show i would not uh not i'm not gonna wait for you guys to tell me to put them on i'm just gonna put them on right now at the outset um before we get too far into it today's show is brought to you by bet365 if you are not a user and you want to be create an account all you have to do is deposit ten dollars and place a one dollar wager on any sport you will instantly receive $200 added to your account in bonus bets, whether you win or lose. All you have to do is use the code BASEBALLIN at sign up. By using the code BASEBALLIN, you not only receive the $200 in bonuses, but you will also be directly supporting the podcast. If you have not signed up for Bet365, join with that code BASEBALLIN and place that first bet. The code is also on the screen. This offer is available for new customers who are 21 plus and physically present in most legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer. Baseball in and bet 365. I also can't stress enough that if you love the show and if you are here joining us today live or on your favorite podcast platform on the audio feed or video, you'll love the Discord. That is a member-only perk with the Baseball Insiders Go to YouTube. Robert tweeted out the link earlier when he tweeted out the link to this live show. Become a member. It's only 99 cents. And if you 
are here twice a week with us. If you're a regular, you want to ask us questions, uh, we're happy to field them all. We'll be answering this big field of cues in a little bit. But if you have questions on a Friday or a Saturday or any time between podcast episodes, Robert and I will be able to take care of those. If you join the Discord again, that is just 99 cents. Robert tweeted out the link. It's the way to make sure the show never ends. So please join us there. Seeing a couple of people who've already signed up for the Discord in uh, the chat today during the show. We thank you for doing both. We thank you for being here. You're going to get to chat with a lot of cool people if you do so. And uh, wow, Robert, um, got some trades from yesterday to talk about. Got some speculation to handle. Got plenty of questions to answer. Um, but perhaps let's start with the Angels and let's start with the late night deal from last night. Because uh, Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez is one hell of a way to announce that you are buyers concurrently with saying Otani, whether he was on the market or not, is now off it and you're going the other direction. Yeah, that trade. Um, it, boy, our phones are already blowing up during the show. We got to love it. There but that go. trade yesterday, the Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez going to the Angels, that obviously there was a report right before that Otani was staying. But that just reinforced that the Angels, they're all in this year. And they want to win with Shohei Otani because uh, he's a fridge and at the end of the year. And they want to make the postseason with him. They're not done. They are far from done. Uh, they have had conversations looking for infield help. Uh, they've had conversations about trying to upgrade other parts of the roster as well. Um, but that that trade yesterday, that was the big one. Giolito gives them the frontline pitcher that they've been looking for for quite a while. Lopez is a really strong bullpen arm uh, combined. Like they gave up a, a pretty strong price. And when I saw that return, it was, it opened some eyes. Um, I know there's people in baseball who, who are kind of split on what exactly that return is going to look like for the White Sox in the future. Um, but it made me ask myself this, if the angels had to give up their number two and three prospects, for Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez, what exactly would they have gotten for Shohei Otani? It would have been, they would have gotten a lot, but he's staying in Anaheim and he had an absolutely electric game today. So uh, off to a good start there. Yeah. If you are trying to prove that you can maybe contend with Otani this year, having Otani throw a complete game shutout uh, and a blowout in game one of uh, a Tigers doubleheader is a pretty good way to do that. Quero and Kai Bush. Uh, Bush was a futures game rep recently, falling down the, you know, maybe MLB's pedigree, not a top 100 guy right now. But Quero is, uh, MLB Pipeline had him at 65. Uh, catcher who's experiencing, maybe he was raised a level too high this year, some uh, momentary blips, but nonetheless, a big time prospect and someone who they were able to trade. Uh, we were talking in the Discord specifically about look, it's tough to develop a catcher. When you have two prospect catchers you believe in, you can use the other one pretty easily for a trade ship. They've got Ohapi and Cuero, now gone. Gabriel Moreno and Danny Jansen and Alejandro Kirk. One of them had to go in Toronto this offseason. Uh, the Dodgers cleared out Kybert Ruiz, then did it again with Cartaya and Dalton rushing. So the Dodgers might be able to pull off a similar move, but the Angels had to cash in that chip. They absolutely did. And that was the beauty for them in having that minor league depth, that catcher. Like you have, it was a luxury for them. Logan O'Hoppy is going to end up being like their guy for the next, hopefully for them, 10 years. So they could afford to move their other catching prospect. And they did. 
upgraded a different part. And I'm glad you mentioned the Dodgers. They are, they've made some moves uh, in the last 24 hours. Yeah. They've continued to talk to other teams about different moves. Like I'll just jump right into this thing right now. Yeah. Let's roll. Um, the Dodgers, they have had conversations with the Chicago White Sox about Lance Lynn. Uh, they have had conversations about Joe Kelly. Um, I would not be surprised at all. I don't necessarily know what player, but if the Dodgers and the White Sox ended up pairing to make a deal, I think that has a legit shot of happening at some point. I just don't know the player, but the fit there makes a whole lot of sense for those two teams. If they don't end up going with Lance Lynn in L.A., I wonder about a guy like Jack Flaherty. Um, He is somebody who is obviously from that area, grew up a Dodger fan, fits a huge need for them. Um, There was a report today that the Cardinals were talking about an extension with Jack Flaherty. That was, there's absolutely zero truth to that. They have not talked about an extension at all. Um, I don't know necessarily know how that got out, but there has been no extension talks there. And I fully expect him to be traded. And I think the Dodgers make a whole lot of sense there. My message for whoever spread that is the same as Garrett Cole's message for the Mariners dugout. Don't do it. Um, And also, Justin, uh, Justin's asking about the possibility of a Arenado trade. Yeah, that no, that's that's not happening. Um, I I feel pretty strongly about that. So I wouldn't even get your hopes up or I wouldn't even dream about that because you'll you'll end up pretty sad. Yeah, it's it's very sad because it is a great dream. But Flaherty would be a nice compliment. It's very funny. Uh, Giolito, Flaherty, and Max Freed all went to high school together. All the Harvard-Westlake trio from the same area. Uh, Giolito and Flaherty, coincidentally, both Baseball Insiders podcast guests. You can listen to those past episodes if you like. Um, but uh, it would be pretty funny for them to not pull off the Giolito move and be able to still talk to the White Sox, pry off some relievers, maybe talk Tim Anderson, although... Ahmed Rosario is in place now. That seems less likely. Uh, and go get Flaherty from the cards and fulfill your SoCal, uh, you know, quotient. No, exactly. And um, I'll, I'll tell you, the, the Flaherty and the Cardinals overall are just, it's a its a totally fascinating thing that they got going on here because they got, I mean, Flaherty is a very strong candidate to go. Jordan Montgomery is the same thing. Like they absolutely have been talking to Jordan Hicks about an extension. And I thought it was pretty interesting that while the Cardinals were here in Arizona, uh, Hicks's representation was also out here. So very strong chance that those two ended up meeting face to face. I don't know that for sure, but the fact that they were both in the same place, you can kind of read the tea leaves there. Um, but uh, yeah, the Cardinals will be very, they'll be very active. Um, I feel relatively confident about that. I think Ryan Helsley makes a lot of sense as a trade target for them too. Seems like Tyler O'Neill's not going anywhere. Hmm. Um Dylan Carlson's been mentioned in a lot of rumors. I think that has some merit. I absolutely think that's the case. I prefer the fan fiction, to be fair, where Jordan Hicks's representation just came down to Arizona to like enjoy Old Town Scottsdale. And they were like, oh, the Cardinals are in town. Oh, man, we, we should go see Jordan. Like they, they had no idea. Um, yeah, seems seems seemed highly possible. Good tea leaves. Um, right before uh, the right before we went live and I know everybody wants to see us break stuff live on the air and so do I as frantic as that is, but Carlos Santana went down beforehand. So luckily we didn't have to worry about that. Uh, man, right. Staying in the NL central, going to the Brewers. That was not a team I saw in the Carlos Santana sweepstakes. I have an interesting little nugget about this one. This trade was done yesterday and it somehow just got out today. I have no idea how it didn't get out, but it was done yesterday afternoon. Um, 
Yeah, the Brewers, they they needed somebody at first base, and Carlos Santana certainly ended up fitting the bill there. Uh, provides a good bat. Something I think that's going to be really good for that young clubhouse is his veteran presence. He's 37, and a lead, he was a leader in that Pirates clubhouse. That was a big reason why they signed him. And he's not going to end up spreading the payroll too much or extending the payroll too much. I think it makes a whole lot of sense. And first base, you can kind of have a weak defender there. So I think um, that doesn't – I know the Brewers are being really mindful of about one, adding responsibility, and two, like not adding a bat to sacrifice the defense or that will sacrifice the defense. And I think Santana accomplishes both those things. And the leadership cannot go uh, unspoken or unnoticed. Uh, let's stay in the central – for the time being, just because the chat is everybody wants to, you know, us to address their team, but the chat is blowing up with Cubbies a little bit because uh, <laughs> we thought there are so few clarified sellers, which is why all these episodes are focused on man the sellers market, a lot of pressure, you know, very few names, you know, the Royals and A's have been in the sellers market since April fourth, but we haven't really known who else was going to join them. The Cardinals and White Sox stopped by, but what about the fringe teams? The Cubs with Stroman and Bellinger felt like pretty solid sellers. They could, they have some obvious expiring contracts, candidates. Well, they've won seven of eight. They stormed back against Lance Lynn and the White Sox yesterday. Inspiring win for the Cubs no matter what they do. They still have that positive 48 run differential. It's the Cubs and the Padres. The Padres are at plus 51. And so those are the teams that you look at and you go, this team should be 10 games better. Like, it's no surprise if they believe in themselves. So Johnny asking if the Cubbies are buyers, want a bat and a bullpen arm. SJ25PB wants to know if they're going to set themselves back by not being strong sellers. I mean, which is it in Chicago? It's a great question. And I think this, the more that they're – the closer we are getting to the deadline, I think the stronger the case is for them to buy. And they have – they've looked – like really good recently. And they obviously have two of the most intriguing trade chips in Marcus Stroman and Cody Bellinger. Uh, for, for a little bit now, I've thought a Bellinger trade was kind of trending toward unlikely. Uh, but the Cubs really want to keep Bellinger. They like Bellinger. Bellinger likes the Cubs and likes being in Chicago. Um, and I thought they could handle it kind of similar to what they did with Wilson Contreras at the deadline and just wait to see if they can get blown away with an offer. Um, and if not, they'd hold on to him and, um, try to well, they didn't try to resign Wilson Contreras in the offseason, but they would absolutely try to resign Bellinger. Um, Stroman is a really interesting one um, because the starting pitching market there is a short supply of like high end starting pitchers, and the Cubs could probably get a sizable haul in return for him, especially considering he's got the option for next year. This is this is just uh, here's here's a thought. I love Here, it. Here's a thought is the San Diego Padres, they were in on Lucas Giolito. Could they possibly pursue a guy like Marcus Stroman now that Giolito's off the board? Speculating, um, but I've heard the Cubs and the Padres like line up well for a trade. I wonder if that can end up being the case. So I don't know, just me speculating there. Um, but I think the, the there's a strong argument to be made that the Cubs should add. Um a reliever and possibly a third baseman makes sense. And I wonder if they could even do a South side, like a Chicago, like a, a in Chicago trade or what is it? What do they call that? I they've done that in the past. Yeah. Um, but they, they've made trades in the past. I wonder if they could do it again with the white Sox having relievers like uh, Kendall Grayman, Joe Kelly, Keenan Middleton. 
they got plenty of arms, and I wonder if they can end up doing something like that. Keenan Middleton was a funny one too. Uh, we were talking in the crosstown trade. Crosstown trade. Uh, we we were talking to the MLB chat about just people, uh, you know, pooping the bed on the timed test yesterday, like bad outing for Stroman, bad outing for Lance Lynn. Middleton comes in, gives up some too late insurance bombs. Like I don't know if Cody Bellinger walked back to the dugout and he's like, "No, this guy's hittable. Don't get him." But it's uh, it's tough. A lot of people. Um, a lot of people have to make a late case to be uh, to be either bought or sold. And and the Padres are, uh, you know, not quite in the wild card race, but the talent is there. The run differential is there. And now we're seeing Snell haters sell rumors as, as Justin brings into the comment section. That has sort of popped up today. Are they going to give up on hater just about a year after making that blockbuster acquisition? So I, I saw the report today that other teams believe that Snell and Hayter are going to be traded. So I checked. Nothing has changed. Um, from what I can gather, as of this morning, the Padres were still leaning toward buying. And their interest in Lucas Giolito would seem to confirm that. Um, they've had other conversations with other teams about possibly adding. Uh, they're like To be fair, they are exploring both um both sides of this they're exploring both buying and selling but as of right now they're still trending toward buying um i don't know if that changes but you know aj Preller in that front office he likes to be aggressive and they've invested a lot into this year so they will not give up on it easily and ken rosenthal did a great like little column this morning little column what am i being dismissive of ken <laughs> why did i say that it's been a long week but he did a great column about people under pressure and he made the point that preller and peter seidler it's basically a sunk cost at this point. Like, sure, you could, you want to sell? Great, you're already spending X amount of dollars for this team that the numbers say is underperforming what they've, you know, what their actual record is. So why not just try to get to the finish line here? You know the Padres are never going to be strapped for cash. You know if they have to sell this offseason, they'll sell. But right now you kind of have to go all in. Kind of do. And it's it's a really interesting position for them to go in. Um, it, it's it's fascinating. Um, but I, I truly believe that they do have to. Um, and uh, if there's any GM who can be creative about how they're going to go about it, it's going to be AJ Preller. So just I'm, I'm very interested to see exactly what it cooks up. But as of right now, they're still leaning toward buying. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Shout out to uh, everybody in the comments to carrying us through this episode. Remember, we say at the end of the show, we can't do it without you. It is true. You guys fuel the show, especially during deadline season. Michael Carrillo, shout out uh, for the tip and the question. Uh, and remember, uh, also questions to be answered in the Discord between shows. So if you are not yet a member on YouTube, just 99 cents. Uh, we'll allow you to join that and keep the conversation going after the show is over. Uh, Michael wants Bob Manfred to ban the third wild card because there aren't enough sellers. I got to be honest. Um, anything that gets uh, the Boston Red Sox further away from playoff position is all right with me. And the third wild card's kind of helping them out a little bit. So, Michael, I agree with you. Yeah, I'll tell you, like, I can see both sides of that for sure. Like, I usually try to play Switzerland, but in this case, I can definitely, I can definitely see the case for both. Like, um, I mean, I, I like the third wild card because it makes more teams competitive um, or try to compete, but like, it makes for a really slow trade deadline. Like, this has been one of the more slow ones that I can recall in recent memory. I do think, and I, I had an executive who is very involved with uh, one team. Uh, tell me he does think there's going to be plenty of trades. It just It's going to take a little bit for the market to get going. I think it's really going to start going about this weekend. I think that that's when things could really get crazy. That's why you get in that Discord if you have the chance. But, of course, we will also keep you posted on this feed uh, next week when uh, things really hit the fan. Uh, let's move east. I guess let's talk about the, the teams in the east a little bit. A lot of Orioles questions in the chat. And that feeds right into uh, my New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox. And believe me, only baseball. I will get to the Mets. Don't worry about it. Uh, I'll do it in an accent if you want to. When we bring up the Mets, I'll, I'll go into full uh, flushing homer mode. But uh, the, the Baltimore Orioles, we've got a few questions here. Uh, Wesley Nicken is asking if there's any chance they go for a controllable starting pitcher like Tarek Skubal. Uh, not a lot of people have picked the Tigers apart this year. Maybe that's about to change. Um, either way, Baltimore in a prime position and that same Rosenthal column, which I promise was not a little column. It was a good column, uh, mentioned how you never know when the window is going to open. We've said that on this show too. 
Um, you know, the Orioles didn't really go for it this offseason, didn't sign Carlos Correa. That ended up being a wise move, but they've arrived. So there's no need to say we'll be better next year. And then again, the year after that, they're here now and the Rays are trending down. They can go win this division. So why wouldn't they? It's a great question. And I'll tell you, like the Orioles, I absolutely think they are going to end up being a team that adds at least one starting pitcher. And they absolutely should. We're, t- we're talking about a team that is starting a competitive window that is seemingly endless. They have that much talent in the minor leagues, and they have it stacked up on top of each other. Uh, it's just like they have more talent than they really know what to do with. Um, and it's it's a good luxury to have. gives them a lot of flexibility. Um, I, I, I think starting pitcher is is going to be their primary focus, and maybe they try to add another piece after that. I don't know, but – um, as far as the Rays, um, they are also going to be aggressive too. They're not going to be the only team at, atop that division that is um, that is looking to upgrade. And I think the Rays, the Rays are one of those teams that are interested in Joe Kelly. There's, I don't think that's leaked quite yet. So there's, there's a new one for you. Um, they have also been, I've heard them connected uh, from other teams to David Robertson with the Mets. I don't necessarily like know if the Mets are ready to sell quite yet, um, but Robertson is certainly someone who's going to he's going to end up being somebody who attracts a lot of interest. Lance Lynn is not the only pitcher that they're going after. Like they're talking to numerous teams about their starting pitching, um, but I thought it was I thought it was really interesting. Uh, their GM Peter Bendix yesterday went on the record in an interview with Bally Sports, and he said that this has a shot to be one of the best teams in, in franchise history. And I, I think they're probably going to act accordingly. They're not going to end up spending anything uh, too too crazy, but they're going to be aggressive in adding. And those are just some of the many names that those, that organization is considering right now. Is there anybody else in that Lance Lynn conversation we've talked about? We talked about this in the Discord too, about oh. Lance Lynn, the reliever. Like, what are we looking at here? I'll tell you, it's not a trade deadline until you mention a mystery team. Yeah. And the there is a mystery team that is prominently in on Lance Lynn. I do not know who this team is. Um, that's why it's a mystery. But <laughs> there is there is a team that is strongly in the mix there, along with the Dodgers, along with the Rangers, along with the Rays. Um, there's, there's plenty of interest in Lance Lynn, but from what I've heard right now, the price is pretty high. Um, and it's a little bit uh, too much for some teams at this point. So um, I know there was a report saying that uh, the Rays and um, the the Rays and the and the White Sox were in serious talks about a Lance Lynn trade, but as of yesterday, nothing was close. The mystery team, we don't know who it is, but they're in Major League Baseball, right? We're not talking about the Savannah Bananas or a Saudi team. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hang on. We got rocked mid mid uh maybe well maybe this is the time that I get to do a uh, Frank the Tank. I, I, I see obviously a burner requesting that I do a Frank the Tank impression. I'm really worried about doing that, but I will it's kind of like <laughs> really making metal heartless. Like I, mean, I answer one text and this podcast goes off the rails. What in the world was that? I'm doing a little break. Can obviously Bernard at least come in here and, and compliment me on that. But I, I had to watch the whole Yankees Mets game yesterday. 
Um, <laughs> I, I, I feel I feel Frank's pain and I felt my own pain the day before. Um, we've got the the, the <laughs> Mets. The, the word yesterday was that there's a little like Tommy Pham and Mark Hanna are being dangled a little bit. David yeah. Robertson. Uh, I, I said on on Yanksio Yard that I wish the Yankees could be relevant for David Robertson. They're not. I would love to have him, but you can't be the you can't be the 2023 Yankees going and making that move. Uh, but the the Yankees and Red Sox, a game separated, both out of the playoffs right now. Uh, the Red Sox, it's not even really a question. They just swept the Braves in a two-game series. They're eight over. They kind of have to buy outside of maybe a Duval thing, and they already got rid of Kike, so they're clearing out that log jam. The Yankees are going to, it sounds like, do a small buy, and I guess you can't argue with it because – they're over. They're right in that wild card race. You don't want to sacrifice a year of Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge's prime. Uh, but I would say the Red Sox are much more interesting buyers than the Yankees right now who are kind of doing it out of compunction. Yeah, and I, I think the Yankees trending toward uh, being a soft buyer. Um, it, they're not they're, they're not a team that has really shown that they can really do too much. Or they, they, there's a team that has not shown – uh, that the front office should believe in them and invest a lot of different, uh, a lot of resources into that team. I do know that one player that they've done their homework on is Seth Brown with the Oakland A's. Mm-hmm. Um, the price there is pretty high, um, but I don't know if a deal will necessarily get done. Um, I know another team that has been rumored or well, linked behind the scenes, I'll, I'll put that, I'll use that phrasing, is uh, the Houston Astros. Um I think both those teams like Seth Brown. I don't necessarily know how likely a deal is, but if he is moved, I think those are two teams to watch. Uh, The Red Sox, they are trying to maintain being competitive this year while also like having an eye toward next year, Um, which is why I think they end up like moving for agents to be like an Adam Duvall type makes a whole lot of sense. Um, maybe they can upgrade a different part of their roster for this year and next year and a potential trade to do so. Like I know there's, there's quite a bit of interest in Duvall, by the way. Um, I think he's got a good chance of being traded. One team I've heard there is the Phillies that likes him a lot, uh, but they are far from alone there. And you mentioned the Mets, didn't you, Adam? Yeah. Uh, just because I think Andy Martino had a drop after yesterday's game that was sort of felt like he'd written it two weeks ago and he was waiting for them to lose a subway series game before he put it out. That was like, yeah, Tommy Pham and Mark Canna kind of floating around there. David Robertson kind of floating around there, you know, not ready to sell. He wondered if the Yankees could be interested in those outfielders, I guess, but that was sort of what he floated at least to start the conversation. Yeah. I think that's, I think what he said is exactly right there. Uh, in the fact that like Canna and Tommy Pham are certainly trade targets, uh, for a lot of different teams. Um, I, I think from what I've gathered, Fam is um, he's on he was on the radar of the Dodgers. I don't necessarily know if that's the case now after the trades that they've made. Um, I have heard from other scouts who still think the Brewers are a really good fit for a guy like Tommy Fam, especially since he's a free agent at the end of the year. Philadelphia has also been linked there by by, by Bob Nightingale. Uh, there's going to be plenty of teams in there. I think he is a very strong candidate to be moved. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll tell you the Mets, that has been a disaster this year. Um, that is putting it lightly, but I don't think any, I don't think Scherzer or Verlander are going to go. I think a sneaky one though, could be Omar Narvaez. That is just me like speculating there, but the catching market is relatively weak. 
and there's teams that are looking for a catcher, so it could certainly make sense. Uh, but another one that uh, another catcher that could be moved is uh, Victor Caratini with the Brewers. He's he's got some interest as well. This Mets season has felt like a 95-mile-an-hour fastball in the middle of Jeff McNeil's back, so I think the sooner they get to retooling, the better. But the serious retooling comes this offseason when, again, there might be another name in the front office pulling a couple of strings. We'll have to see. Underrated, there's no way that we get a weirder trade over the next several days than Noah Syndergaard for Ahmed Rosario when you're talking Dodgers. There's just no way anybody beats that. No, I'll tell you, like that that got reported yesterday and I looked at it and I was just like, huh? Mm-hmm. And I checked. Obviously it was correct. And I had a text from a GM who flat out said that was a straight up dump by the Dodgers. Like they they wanted to get rid of Syndergaard and see if they could get anything in return for him. Um it is a pretty drastic fall for him, um, considering where he was only a few years ago with the Mets. And it's just been a steady decline for him since. And it's unfortunate because that could have been a really good career. Like he could have had a, a very strong career. And now he's basically, he's getting traded for Ahmed Rosario, um, who's going to be a platoon shortstop for the Dodgers and is a free agent at the end of the year. That's a pretty big fall. Um, he, I'm, I don't know necessarily what it means for his career going forward. I can't imagine this is the last we're going to see of him, but, um, he's got a long way to go to get back to where he was or even to get close to that area again. The Dodgers, for whatever reason, I mean, you're right. It, it's a pure dump. It's a confidence, you know, the, the opposite of confidence builder. Confidence suck. Um, the Dodgers somehow end up, they've got to patch up this middle infield. They get Kike Hernandez and Ahmed Rosario. They now have two of the three worst rated players in baseball this year in terms of OAA. Both are like minus 15 and minus 16 Cleveland fans for the last two months are doing statistical analyses showing how many wins Ahmed Rosario took away from them on both sides of the ball. I think last I saw it was like 1.6. That is just, I mean, the Dodgers are the Dodgers. We all know one of those two people, and it's probably going to be Hernandez, is going to provide plenty of vibes down the stretch for that team. But what a jumping the line to add two disappointing 2023 players is not very classic Dodgers. No, it's not, and it, it makes you it makes you wonder what exactly they're they they got scheming there, and maybe they're trying like they for both players they don't they did not give up anything really of like true value in return, um, and it makes you wonder could they be aggressive for a starting pitcher who's possibly available? I don't know. I don't like. I don't know who it could be though. That's the thing is, um, like. Lance Lynn, I can't, I don't think Marcus Stroman would be on the radar. I don't know that as a fact though. Jack Flaherty, could there possibly be another starting pitcher out there that we're not aware of? I don't know. Um, but I, I think the Dodgers, they are trying to maintain long-term flexibility and try to be able to pursue Shoei Otani in the offseason. Cause Jeff Passan of ESPN wrote it the other day and it's very real. Like they covet Shohei Otani. I think that is a, where a lot of their focus is long term, and it may mean short term sacrifices in the in the near term here. All of that being said, they did see some stuff with Kike Hernandez that they thought that they could improve, um, and I think that is someone that they think can be a better player than he was in Boston. And they obviously they know him about as well as any team does. So 
uh, they deserve the benefit of the benefit of the doubt there for sure. You showed up yesterday dancing in the dugout already wearing that number eight uh, Kobe Bryant Manny Machado tribute jersey. So I believe in the power of Kike Hernandez in L.A. too. I'm excited he's out of Boston. A couple more teams to hit really quick on the way out because I want to address some comments. A couple people asking whether the Santana deal ends the Brewers deadline pursuits. What else they have cooking? I assume no way. No, I, I think they're still going to be in this um, and, and trying to add. Um, as I said, I think another outfielder makes a whole lot of sense for them, but one that also can contribute both offensively and defensively. I think that's going to be something that's really important for them because their lineup, they need help. Um, they need help five through nine, four through nine, you name it. Uh, they need better players. They need depth. They need talent because um, their pitching and their defense is really good. But they have made it abundantly clear that they want to add a player who is not going to take away from their strengths. And that's pitching and defenses. They, they want a player who is going to benefit and help them both offensively and defensively. Obviously a burners on the Mariners too, on the mystery team train. I can vibe with that. They have a big couple of games coming up before the deadline and get to go head to head with the Red Sox 24 hours before that uh, clock hit zero uh, do you see any uh, completely off-the-cuff stuff from Jerry DePoto there? Or are they going to play this season kind of close to the vest? It's a great question. Um, with DePoto, you never really know. Um, I think if they make any moves, it's going to have an eye toward what's going to happen. or uh, what It's going to have an eye toward 2024. Um, I think um, depending on the next few days, go at Teoscar Hernandez trade isn't impossible. Um, it seems like there's... Uh, plenty of interest in a guy like Logan Gilbert. We've obviously seen the St. Louis Cardinals mentioned with him in numerous reports. Um, possibly they could get creative, but I don't think it's going to be anything too crazy. It's certainly nothing like what we've seen from DePoto in the past, but um, it can change with one phone call and nothing would surprise me, but that's that's how it's trending right now. Logan Gilbert is one of my underrated favorites. I think George Kirby uh, market corrected him a little bit this year, as Bill Simmons likes to say. He took his all-star spot, but I think we could see big things from him next year. And one final question, Ethan Fisher, want to get him in because uh, he's a valued member of the Discord, and I know he's a listener. Uh, wanted to mention the the further potential Pirates moves because uh, I know Heyman, right before we got on, dro- dropped a bunch of names. We've been on Rich Hill forever. We know they're in Bedner and Mitch Keller listening mode, but he also dropped Colin Holderman, have the Pirates moved into that next stage where, you know, maybe they're looking to expand their horizons a little bit? I don't like we can rule out a McCutcheon or um, or Mitch Keller trade. I, that's that's not going to happen. Or it's very, 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 very unlikely to happen. Shoe eating level of not going to happen or not? Quite yeah, I, I already regret doing the shoe eating thing, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Um but uh, Rich Hill is a very, very strong candidate to go. Uh, G-Man Choi probably stays now with Santana gone. Uh, Holderman certainly can make sense. Uh, I mean, valued members of the bullpen like that um, are certainly going to end, end up attracting interest. But also David Bedner, too. You can put them in that very unlikely category. I don't see him going anywhere. Um, but I, I think it's going to be overall a pretty tame deadline for the Pirates. I think they got one of their two guaranteed moves out of the way. Um, and Rich Hill is going to be next. And I, from what I gather, that could end up being like a, a last second deadline deal. 
uh, probably on August 1st. That's that's my read as of right now. I believe in Hill being a difference maker in a fun way down the stretch. If uh, if Bednar goes, I'm not going to eat a shoe, but I'll eat a shoelace. How about that? Yeah. Hey, you know what? No. Honestly, <laughs> this is a hot take, but that's why people come here. You could fry up a shoelace, put it in a low main, and I probably wouldn't notice. I'd probably eat it with the rest of the noodles. I'm being honest. I mean, hey, you 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 do you. Maybe we do. Maybe if I eat a shoe, you end up doing that on the side. So we're doing this together. Yeah, I'll do a little shrimp shoelace. Uh, wow, get me out of here. Get me off the air. Uh, the trade <laughs> deadline is it's really hurting. Um, well, that's it uh, for today's show. The MLB Scoops Twitter account, whatever that is, just tweeted, the Yankees have shown interest in Seth Brown. So MLB Scoops, if you are a viewer of this, you have to tell us. It's like when you have you ask somebody if they're a cop, they legally have to tell you. Uh, MLB Scoops, if you're in the comments, uh, getting the Seth Brown info from Robert Murray live on the Baseball Insiders. You have to let us know. Um, Yankees and Astros interested in Seth Brown. I wonder if the Yankees are only into Seth Brown because the Astros are in him. In the same way that like somebody has a crush on somebody in high school, then you're like, oh man, so do I also. Like I wonder if that's what's going on here, but who knows? Yeah, that, that, I, I, that I definitely can't confirm. But hey, I do. that is a very real thing though with, with high school. I remember, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> with high school and with the baseball landscape. Um Giants question before we go, where do they stand as they've lost a few games headed into uh, this crucial stretch? Yeah, uh, they are a team that has, they have plenty of rotation depth and you can look at guys like Alex Wood. Um, you can look at Ross Stripling. You can look at Anthony Desclafini. And it certainly wouldn't surprise me if teams expressed interest in those guys, considering that they have an abundance of starting pitchers, both in the majors and the minors. And the Giants can easily replace them with guys in the minors. Um and um, I don't think it's impossible that one of those guys moves. Um, I think that is certainly the case uh, or certainly like a, a real possibility. Um, but they are still looking to compete this year. It wouldn't surprise me if they ended up looking at a bullpen arm. Pretty sure they're another team that's on Joe Kelly. Um, so, yeah, it's and also middle infield is another area that they're looking at, too. Um, and this is completely unrelated unre- to the Giants. Um, this is just because this came into my mind when I was mentioning middle infield. Uh, John Birdie is somebody that teams really like around mm-hmm. the league. Um, like I, the Brewers, they've long liked him, but from everything I gather, the price point is way too high for them or and for other teams at this point. Like the Marlins value him a lot, and they've placed a really high asking price on him in talks, especially considering they're trying to compete this year as well. I like him too, and we talked in the last show and plenty of other shows that sometimes the most impactful move is a contender adding a grinder like Birdie. Um, so, you know, it, it's one of those where if he went to a middling team, you'd be like, I wash. But if he went to a good team and you're like, oh, man, that's a tough out in the playoffs. Like, that's how I feel about that, dude. No, I, I, I definitely hear you on that one. I definitely hear you. And yeah, as, as uh, we put in the, in the chat here, make sure you add or you go to the discord channel. Cause that is where um, you can get like minute by minute access to me. I can answer questions live and in real time. Sometimes I even drop some info in there and it gives you guys a leg up on the competition or th- some of the other fans or some of the other writers. So if you do that, we'll be best pals. Uh, yeah, got to love it. I mean, that's that's a pretty good resource right there. I could not recommend using that more. Yeah, I hope we answered all of your questions here today. But again, if we didn't, the Discord is the place to be. Just head over to the YouTube channel, become a member. Uh, got some super chats today. Again, thanks to Michael for that. 
Got some new subscribers on the Discord during this show. Hope we piqued your interest. Uh, the show ends now, but again, Robert and I will be in that room answering your questions through, uh, you know, the, the rest of the year. Questions are going to keep arising. We'll be, we'll be there uh, oh, yeah. so long after the deadline. Cuts, playoff rosters, October projections, winter meetings. That's where you can find us. If you have not joined Bet365, either $10 deposit, $1 wager on any sport, $200 in bonus bets, win or lose if you use the code baseball in at sign up, as long as you're 21 plus physically present in most legal gambling states. Remember to gamble responsibly. That code baseball in is on the screen. If you watch this back, if you want to absorb the info again, if you want to get to my Frank the Tank impression, which no, I had not practiced. And yes, I wish I had gotten further away from the microphone. You can do that to Robert Murray. 41 whirlwind minutes, and it's only just beginning. Let us go. Yeah, let's go, baby. It's going to end up being a pretty crazy last, uh, what, five days is it until the trade deadline? Um, just about. I can't wait. It's going to be crazy. My phone was lighting up like a Christmas tree uh, while we were ended up doing the show. I got plenty of texts to respond to. But uh, for anyone asking, uh, I saw there was a couple of comments asking this. As of right now, I do not believe anything is imminent, but that can always change with one phone call and those phone calls will be coming in over the next 24 48 72 hours through the weekend join the discord server if you're not there to get the most accurate updated info we will see you again live right here next week be subscribed be liking the videos be reading our little columns uh we've got all the updated info for you here on the show on your favorite podcast feed and we thank you so 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 much for joining us today and every day comment section was lit robert and i knew it would be and you guys delivered that uh, you do can't appreciate i like i can't tell you how much i appreciate it the comment section today was crazy uh josh w i unfortunately will not be dropping the show i had a milwaukee tweet in the discord or anywhere uh my apologies <laughs> for that but um no thank you all for tuning in for uh for watching us We'll have plenty of updates. Make sure to stay tuned to Twitter because that's where I'll be dropping a lot of stuff. The Discord as well. Um, Adam, great show today. Great show today. Uh, you will be able to get everything but the Otani Milwaukee scoop in the Discord. We promise you that. Uh, not that so much, but everything else will be there. We will see everybody next week. Thanks for riding with us. For Robert Murray, I'm Adam Wire, and we are exhausted. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.